Well, I have the distinct honor of introducing a good friend of mine who has, uh, who's been, uh, well, we've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks here. I'm getting everybody excited about Josiah and Jennifer Huber visiting. So let me just uh, call Josiah up and just welcome him to the stage with me. Welcome. There we go. <laughs> so uh, Josiah and uh, Jennifer, we met, uh, we met these guys, uh, Rachel and I, I mean, about uh, nine years ago or so, back in 2005, uh, and they were just uh, married a little while, about a year or two years, and uh, were just getting ready to go down to the mission field to serve in Brazil. Um, Josiah had been born in Brazil, raised in Brazil, third-generation missionary in Brazil, and uh, so they were heading back down there, and uh, so we met them right as they were getting ready to go down, and so we've been able to uh, really, uh, uh, in a great way, a blessing to us, at least, hopefully to you guys, too. We've, we've stayed Definitely. friends for, <laughs> for, this yes. dur- for the duration of that and have stayed in touch, and then uh, really, uh, in an awesome way, our church had uh, a missionary come off of the field a couple of years ago, and so we have a certain amount. We, we always try to give at least 10% of the church's givings toward missions and, and just outside of the church, and so we had this amount that opened up, and, we were able, and, uh, and they were seeking uh, another supporter, and so it just really worked out well, timing-wise, that our church was able to support them uh, financially. So, we, so we've been partnering with them as a church for the last two years, uh, since about last time they were here in, in uh, May of 2012. And so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome to have you guys here. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here with you guys. Really yeah, is. and uh, just it's for those of you that may be a little more perceptive, uh, we've been talking about Brazil. We had the video that he had last week about Brazil. Uh, and uh, like I said, born and raised in Brazil. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't say Brazil up there. So maybe you can clue us in a little bit about this big change that's happening with you guys. Well, uh, what's happening, by the way, good morning. Uh, what's happening is really interesting because, can I give a little bit of the story? Yeah. Sort of? Okay. Brazilian style, two hours, all right? Um, uh, my, my grandfather went when my father was five years old, so he grew up there. I was born there. And how do you know when you've been a success on the mission field? That's the big question that all missionaries always have to ask themselves. How do you know if you've been a success? And the way my dad always defined it, which I agree with 100%, is if you can work yourself out of a job, raising people up who will do a better job than you could ever do, then you're success. That way you can leave, go start again somewhere else, and the work you left will continue growing and grow much faster than when you were there leading it up. So that's exactly what's happening in Brazil. Uh, It's really just growing like wildfire um, with a model of discipleship one-on-one that we use and um, the life groups kind of like you guys use here. Uh, It's really, really been growing a lot. So... uh, uh, personally, my wife and I have come to the point where we're noticing that people that we have been raising up are doing a better job than we could do. And that's the truth. And, uh, and we're so excited about that. And so about a year and a half ago, a year and a half, two years ago, I was sitting on the edge of the river with my wife. And we saw one of these huge you know, freighter ships, ocean liners, coming up the Amazon River. And we were sitting there under a mango tree in the shade just watching it go by. And we were talking, and, and suddenly I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he, was, he was saying, you know how this, this ship here, there's no limits really to where it can go. You know, any company contracts that take soybeans to whatever nation in the world, as long as it's got a coastline, it'll be there. It'll go, it'll drop off its load. It'll go anywhere. And my vision had always been very strongly centered on the Amazon Basin. And, but God was challenging me to, hey, listen, there's a big world out there. Let's get out past the Amazon Basin. There's a lot of people in the Amazon Basin that can do a great job. 
at what they're doing. The job is far from being done. There's uh, a total of about 40,000 villages in the Amazon Basin, but about 30,000 still don't have any churches. But that means that about 25% of the villages do have a church already, many of those being our churches, many of those being other very good churches as well. So the job in the Amazon Basin and in Brazil is not done, but it's very much on its way. And the Brazilians, the natives there, are doing a better job than we could ever do anyway. So then the opportunity came up. Um, my Uncle Jeff and Becky, who are leaders there at the mission, they asked us to pray about Japan. And we did, and got very excited about it. So uh, in March, we're moving to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I mean, I, I think... Uh, everybody probably has a similar reaction, I think, to what Rachel and I had, which is, you know, you, you leave everything basically to, to go to Brazil, uh, at least in Jennifer's case, you were born there and raised there, but, you know, you leave and go to this totally different culture, learn a new language, you literally sell everything to go to a foreign country, and so now you're selling everything to go to a, another foreign country another foreign and learn country. a new language and all that, yeah. so, yeah. And, and so... Um, I guess tell a little bit about what you were doing in Brazil and how, because there's, there's a lot of correlation to how you were kind of trained in what you were doing yeah. in Brazil to what you're going to be doing in Japan. It's not, it's not just, you know, going from, you know, one thing to something totally different. I mean, right. it's, it's similar work. Right. right. Yeah, the cultures obviously are extremely different, Brazilian culture, Japanese culture, but it's in essence the same thing. The same biblical principles of church planning and discipleship that we used in Brazil, we're going to use the same exact principles in Japan. Obviously, because of culture, some of these details on how we implement it will change, but it's the same mission, same church planning organization, and, uh, and the same vision. And so we're going to basically, of course with slight modifications, but be doing the exact same thing in Japan that we were doing in Brazil. So Brazil, yeah. the eight years that my wife and I spent in Brazil now, uh, from 2005 to now, uh, have been an excellent training ground for us. So yeah. just because you're born and grew up on the mission yeah. field doesn't make you a good missionary. You have to learn the hard <laughs> way sometimes how to deal with people, how to humble yourself, how to motivate. And so it's been yeah. a great training experience for us, yeah. So uh, what, do you, what do you think, and maybe you can answer for Jennifer too, uh, what do you think is the thing about Brazil that you're going to miss the most in moving across, all the way across the ocean? Probably a, an apartment that actually fits us. Because in Japan, everything is so small. I don't know. What do you think, honey? What are you going to miss? Warm temperatures? or oh, A cold day, there's 75 degrees. Yeah. You came on the right week. I did. <laughs> I hear the high tomorrow is negative three. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So... Um, and so uh, you started to mention it earlier, but your timeline then, uh, you guys, you packed up everything. You, I mean, yeah. you literally sold everything that you yep. had in Brazil. Yep. And so you've kind of closed that chapter, and now you're in between just yeah. about to start off to Japan. And so what's your timeline then? Uh, well, yeah, we did. We got rid of everything. We sold, gave away everything. We narrowed everything we owned down to a few suitcases. Um, and uh, so now we are literally homeless. We're traveling around. You know, living out of uh, the cheapest rental car I could find and uh, visiting churches. And so, Lord willing, March 4th, we should fly out of New Orleans, Louisiana and fly to Japan, March 4th. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like a suburb of Tokyo, basically, right? I mean, like... Yeah, it's a suburb of like three million or so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a tiny little... Just a tiny you know, little... It's like Dunlap to Peoria, sort yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, so, so how, uh, as a church, like, what can we do that's encouraging to you? I mean, I know it, that's kind of a 
big question, but yeah. um, I think a lot of people kind of get lost on the idea of, okay, there's a missionary out there. Hi. Like, yeah. you know, where, where does it go yeah. from there? Like, what's, what things encourage you as you're on the mission field, yeah. um, whether it's just hearing from churches or, or, you know, how can we be an encouragement or a blessing to you? Well, the first thing you could do is you could get a big piece of cardboard and write, you know, homeless, uh, please. <laughs> And we could sit by the interstate. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, our, our vision for Japan is obviously something that has never been quite accomplished yet. We, we're dreaming for Japan 350,000 people. And, uh, uh, but we know that the battle is won yeah. through prayer. So mm-hmm. if you can commit to us in prayer... Financially, as a church, you already are. We really appreciate that, Pastor Josh, elders. We really do. But if you can commit to us individually, as a family, every day, 15 seconds, whatever, but uh, a prayer for us, that's, that yeah. is where the real battle takes place in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Well, and, and just to, to go off of that, you, know, you mentioned earlier about the villages, yeah. and I don't think that that's necessarily a direct cor- correlation with the number of people that are saved in Brazil, but 25% of the region has an actual church planted yeah. in it, yeah. uh, which is quite a bit different from Japan, which you were telling me the stats of it earlier. 0.4% Christian, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so less than one in every 200 people you meet will be a Christian. Yeah. That's just amazing. It's the second largest unreached people group of the world, the Japanese. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that I, I don't even usually think about Japan that way because it's, it's a first world country, yeah. you know, high technology, yeah. high yeah. standard of living. Uh, and there's not like outright persecution of Christians no. like you'd see in the 1040 window right. or something. Right. You know, there's nothing antagonistically keeping right. Christ out. Right. It's right. just just not yeah. Christian at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, what happened was is the Japanese, in case anyone didn't study history, lost in World War II. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, really? uh, their god up to then was the emperor. So the United States went in there and they, they, they defeated them. So all of a sudden they decided, okay, well, if our emperor is no longer god because he got defeated by the United States, then the United States must have something bigger than we do. And when they looked to the United States, instead of seeing god, they saw money. So they decided the love of money is now to be rich, to be successful financially is now our new god. And so that has been their, their god, success. And it's got one of the highest suicidal rates in the world. Uh, and almost all of them have to do with having or not success in the business world. Man. Especially in the teenage years. Do I have time to tell you what I told you? Yeah, we might as well. Okay, yeah. two, two seconds. We can't leave them hanging now. <laughs> we'll just tell them later. Um, uh, okay, real quick. If you're going to be successful or not in Japan, this is what they told me. I lived there for almost a year. Uh, if you're going to be successful or not, he- depends heavily on which university you graduate from. If it's a top-notch university, you will get a great job and make a lot of money. If it's one of those mediocre universities, you won't make much money. That's pretty much the rule uh, as far as the business world goes in Japan. But which university you make it into uh, depends on which high school you graduated from. The right high schools will get you into the right universities. The wrong high schools will get you into the bad universities. But which high school you make it into depends on which junior high you made it into. So all the pressure of your entire life's future is all dependent on which junior high you get into. So when you're 11 and 12 years old, there's this ridiculous amount of pressure. They, Japanese, all Japanese have black hair. But around that age, you'll start seeing Jap- kids, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old with white hairs. 
And it has the highest teen suicide rate in the world. And it's primarily because of that, because of the ridiculous amount of pressure to get into the right junior high and high school and college and so on. Man. Well, you know, as we wrap up, you know, like you said, definitely continue praying for them. And, uh, and let me just encourage you guys, too. There's, uh, Josiah is way too humble to say this, but, but uh, the need uh, for income in Japan is much higher than it is in Brazil. Uh, the standard of living and the cost of living is way different, worlds apart from these two places. It's basically going from more or less, in some, in some places, a third world country to very much a first world country. So if God is leading you and directing you, Josh is going to talk about giving and generosity today. Uh, so, hey, here's a practical application. Uh, but really, just pray through that and think about it. You know, we've talked about uh, Luke and Tiffany as well, and, they, and they're in a similar situation. They both have growing families. Uh, so the missions that we have in our church are excellent ways for you guys to, to get involved uh, financially and practically to take a very direct role in supporting the work that they're doing. So, um, Josh, can I have you come up too? And then uh, Jennifer left the room. So <laughs> Had to go but, for the baby. Baby, yeah. <laughs> So uh, let me, uh, I, I would just want to Josh up here. We're just going to lay hands on Josiah and pray for him. Uh, we just, uh, like I said, we're just really thankful for, for the, our church being able to partner with you in some small way. And, yeah. and we just want to bless you in any way we can. So, so just join with us and, as we pray for him. Josh, do you want to lead us? Yeah, sure. Father, I uh, just thank you uh, because you gave your son Jesus. You came to a lost world, a dark world. And we're so grateful for the good news of you breaking into our life and breaking through our language barriers and breaking through into our needs and showing us the glory and the light of your love and of your kingdom. And I thank you that you've called Josiah and Jennifer uh, to be just like you, to be missionaries, to break into a culture that doesn't know you, to break into an area where very few believe in Jesus, where they believe in money more than they do God, where they believe in success more than they do spiritual life. And so I just pray you would give them favor, that you would remove all obstacles, that you would open up easy doors to walk through, to reach and to speak and to minister and to love and to give people a sense of your love through their lives. May they see Jesus in them and through them. And God, in the meantime, provide money that they need, provide the practical needs. Lord, provide the, the, the right living uh, situation for their family so that as they're in this very large uh, suburb of, of Japan and in, these city, in this city, Lord, just that they, will have, uh, they won't have to worry about anything except for connecting to people and really ministering and planning churches and making disciples who make disciples in this world. So, Lord, I just pray that over them, and I pray that no weapon formed against them would prosper, that their spiritual enemy would have no place in their life or in discouragement, but that, but that you would just give them the special spiritual gift of ongoing faith that moves mountains. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Yeah, man. Awesome. Oh, Great. and w- one thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, uh, they do have prayer cards and uh, we've got information about them on our website. We've got all of our missionaries listed on our, on our website at visitcrosspoint.com. So if you want to learn more about them, we do have some prayer cards here. And uh, we've got a limited number today. And then we'll have some more uh, available in the back next week as well. So um, thanks. Yeah, man. Awesome.